What were we going to do? Do you remember we had this discussion? You wrote tons of stuff down about it when we were discussing setting this podcast up a few months ago. We, we wrote loads of stuff and then just did fuck all for Yeah, three we months. were going to talk about cutlery. Cutlery was one, wasn't it? Yeah. Right? My dog with a leg missing in Bangladesh was another one. Oh, yes. Wasn't it? We were going to talk, about, we were going to talk about him. Yeah. And, uh, and Joy Division, right? That's, that's we another one. We were going to talk about Joy Division. Well, we were going to ask the listeners right, to try and some, a, bit of, a bit of engagement, I think, Hugh. We discussed that, didn't we, right? Yeah, what were yeah, we going to yeah. do? Ask them to write the first sentence of a, of a, of a novel. And give them the first sentence and then ask them to write the second sentence. That's a good idea. And then we can just keep passing and passing it around so that we get every individual reader's I'm sentence. convinced we should have a creative project That's creative. with the listeners. That's magnificently That's creative. creative. Yeah, a creative project with them. Yeah. So we're going so. to have to have an email address. So we can build something yeah. that we do. We don't even know what the podcast is called, by the way. We haven't, we, haven't, uh, we, haven't, we haven't made that decision yet. You've got a good idea. What's your good idea, Hugh, about the name of the podcast? <laughs> the podcast with no name. The po- well, no, that's just being silly now, Hugh. But what's, your, what's the other name that you got for the podcast? The Anarchist Monastery. The Anarchist's Monastery. Now, I quite like that. I, I mean, that's, it's a nice little contradiction, isn't it, right? It's order and chaos. I'd just it? like to say I had never heard that before. But you made it up. No, you just said it. What? I didn't say the Anarchist's Monastery. What did you say? I'm not interested in what I said. I think what you said. Mine's a noun and yours. I think what you said was fine. So you're using. I'm going with what you said. You're using anarchist as a noun, and I'm using no as an adjective. I don't care. I don't care. I think we have to care. We need to be precise on these things. No, no. I like what you said. I want it to be monastery plural. The anarchist monastery. Monastery. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I mean, it's more. It's it's more architectural. It's more architectural, isn't it? Architectural, right? It's it houses the anarchists. As soon as you say. Uh, the anarchists monastery. Right, it, it's very different. Well, it belongs, from, to, it belongs to people, doesn't it? Don't you think point. it's, it's good. ownership, isn't yeah. it? And you contrast that with right. it's an apostrophe, isn't it? It's own, ownership apostrophe. You could it? call you could call the podcast the anarchist monastery. The anarchist monastery, right? But with anarchist as an adjective, as opposed to a noun. Yeah. I think we've. But we've, if you call it the anarchists monastery, it's, it's it a, means that the people who are listening are also part of. The us, monastery. All in it they are all monks of the anarchist How monastery. Are we They're devotees. In what ways are we anarchic, Hugh? Uh, we're coming to you from York, the, uh, the, the, the beautiful city of, of, of York in North Yorkshire in England. Um, I've known about York only really in the last four months since I moved from, uh, from living in, in, in Italy uh, for a long time. I'm new to York. Um, I'm quite blown away by the the architecture, uh, by the by the, the gorgeous little cobbled streets. It's a it's like the it's a top of a chocolate box in some ways, isn't it? And they've got the it's a walled city which is magnificent. They have an amazing minster here. I suppose some would argue that's the second most important church in the country. And I'm new to all this, but I'm sitting with my friend Hugh. Uh, we're sitting in a, in a room called The Ruins, aren't we? Why is it called The Ruins, Hugh? What's, what's that about? Yeah, well, there is a story there because it was a derelict. I've been one of those. It was a derelict when I bought it. And I bought it because uh, it belonged to my next door neighbours and they had uh, just allowed it to decay. They didn't do anything with it. It would cost 
money to maintain. They weren't interested in that. They right. were very, very interested in nobody getting into the building and making a noise, doing something. We they maybe didn't want it to be a business. Spell out some dimensions here. So, so how how the, the brick walls? It's a very long. Uh, room beautifully uh, set up. There's all sorts of things on the walls and elsewhere. Um, wh- what's that about? About twenty feet, Hugh. That the height of the wall there. It's like a mini barn. I thought you were going to say a mini bar for a minute there. It's the biggest mini bar I've ever seen. It's yeah, like a mini yeah, barn. It's, it's like a mini barn. You could easily say it was a mini barn. Yeah. It was a cow shed. Yeah, it was a cow shed, and uh, and beyond. We're in a cow shed. Uh, there was a little gap and mm. another building that stood mm. independently, but only about six feet away sort of thing. Right. Um, a stable. So there's a stable behind. So we're born there. in a stable. So we've got a stable no and an old cow there. shed and we're in York and we're about 100, would you say 100 yards from the city walls? Oh, probably closer. 75, 50. Yeah, so we're right up against in this extraordinary city with all mm. these medieval buildings and wall-to-wall cobbles. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, what a pleasure to be coming from here uh, right now. We've got this this but this cow shed, but there are houses around it now. There are. Is it was only a cow shed on agricultural land mm. about two hundred years ago when the Freeman of Micklegate. Oh. They what a great people. title. I want that for my oh, name. The I free, want to be the Freeman yeah, of Middlegate. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like yes, it does novel, go well it? together, Freeman yeah. of Micklegate. Yeah. I mean, it would be a book. Yes, somebody yeah, could easily. It, a series, The Freeman of Micklegate. Anyway, they did, they did farming out here. Right. Outside the walls, they had allotments. Right. And small holdings. Right. And they, this is when, tradi- when, when are we talking about here exactly? Uh, I mean, traditionally. Late 18th one, century. Late 18th century. Yeah, we go back to the Romans. French don't we? Revolution. Oh, we, you know. Bonjour. About that time, this yeah. was being farmed. Right. And there were, this, there were orchards. We've had a look at old maps and so on. So very rural and arable. And yes. Everything. But within a, within 100 years, mm. Everything Industrial changed. Revolution. Yeah. There's little um, artisans' cottages all over the place Amazing. outside the walls. Yeah. That is. I, I've seen that. So, my neighbours who mm. owned this um, mm. cow shed so that nobody should do anything with it, mm. they were living in a little two up, two down. I see. And I bought the house next to them. Isn't that lovely? By mistake. Yeah, I've, I've bought houses by mistake. I didn't Oh, mean to so do many, mate. Do you know? That's such a I'll tell you what it was. It was, in, it was embarrassment. Yeah. That's what, that's what it was. Yeah. Do you want to hear what happened? Later. I still want to hear more about your, your, your punk experience in the, in the 70s. That's fascinating. Because I, I just want to set up, I suppose I just want to set up a future like episode of this by saying, by saying Hugh once signed Joy Division to play a gig in York. Right, I, I I don't want to. I just want to leave it there. I yeah, I wouldn't use the that. word signed Joy signed? Division. That, what would you that say? Phrase, I would say booked oh, Joy Division. Booked Joy Division. Yes, if you sign Joy Division, That's that means you are actually the man, getting them to the record label. No, uh, yeah, yeah, or management booked. or something. Hugh Nothing wants, like that. He wants booked Joy I Division. I simply ran a venue York. here in York. He ran a venue that Joy Division played at, and they sent us Isn't their record. Amazing? Yeah, they sent us their, their record and asked if they could come and play. Isn't that amazing? So that, that, I mean, we're definitely going to talk about that in the future. And put the record on. It would be a wonderful thing, a really, really useful thing to properly define neurotic. Okay. Not use it as a pejorative term. Right. You know, if people are a bit fussy about stuff, which is what you do. It's the more harmless you know. one of uh, psychotic and neurotic. Neurotic's yeah, way down the scale. Yeah, actually neurotic, you know. I mean, I would say that um, a lot of the findings of people like uh, Harvey Jackin or Janov, uh, you know, Primal Scream, we, we, we've, we've reevaluation co counseling things. 
the neurotic, what is neurotic. What is neurotic. And, and they would say that it's being held prisoner by past experiences you haven't got over. Okay, that's neurosis right there, is it? It produces neurotic behaviour. Haven't we all got those? And I think what they mean... I've got 17 of them. I think they mean inappropriate. Right. This this behaviour, this neurotic behaviour, refers to some internal force yes. and conflict that's troubling you, and it breaks out into the real world mm. inappropriately. Mm. And people go, you know, why won't he... Why won't he he come across this bridge, right? Right. Why won't he come across this bridge? And you say, well, he once had an accident there, you know, and he can't cross the bridge anymore. It makes him What happened to frightened. him? What happened to him? That's such that he, how, did, how was he crossing the, was he on foot? Was he what on a horse? Was he in a car? Yeah. Was he in, uh, what happened to was him? Was he in one of intimacy coaches? He never got over it. That's the, what happened the to him. He never got over the accident that happened on the bridge, so he can't cross the bridge now. Now that, you'd say that I is... I need more detail. If the bridge is all right and he can cross it because there's no nothing dangerous and it's fine, and the only thing that's stopping him is his memory, that you would call neurotic. That's a neurosis. That's that's uh, well, to, yeah, to people like Harvey Jackin, they would say that what you have to do is you have to go back to that experience and fully express mm. the trauma of it to somebody who's prepared to witness that that distress. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's repressed. No good it's, doing it on it, your own. It's kind. Of, it's repressed fear is what you're basically saying. That's what what it comes down to. Those two words: neurosis, repressed. A fear. very very good verb to use would be uh, ever cycling. Ever cycling. Rather than being repressed. Ever? But it just keeps round and round. It's playing like a Q, record. To ever cycle, is that a verb, actually? Ever cycling. To ever cycle. Yeah, it is. That, yeah, yeah, just, it's the ever cycling. You look very verb. knowledgeable about it. You just nodded. Like, yeah, because, like, yeah, yeah. To I, ever it, cycle. I ever everybody cycle. Everybody knows You ever I, cycle. Yeah. He ever cycles. She has, ever, ever cycle. We, you, they ever cycle. I've never heard that in my life. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, no, I'm saying how they I'm would describe right it, either. how they would describe it. They would, they would describe it as a pattern. Ever cycling. I wonder if we might have introduced a new word into the language there, Hubert. Not really. No, not really. <laughs> no, not really. We probably haven't. No, we probably haven't. Yeah. Uh, it's a very common combination of words because sometimes things just... It's a portmanteau word, isn't it, Hugh? Or is it a neologism? Yes, it, of course it's a neologism. I always, I never, what's the difference? It's well, as a a portmanteau word, it's a neologism, possibly. Thank you. But I don't think, you know, we need to bother about neologism. Let's not get too Latin Quite so much as people being revisited by their past trauma because they didn't actually uh, display the distress at the time. They repressed the distress. That's what's the interesting thing about this particular way of looking at neurosis is that, it's the expression of the distress that cures the distress. I see. It discharges it, I see. they would say. So once you've and cried dis- and, and dis- cried and, and cried, disperses it as well. you cried and cried and cried while somebody was watching. Somebody witnessed it. You weren't alone crying in your room. You cried. Somebody was watching it. It's that it. great Beckett line. You cried for night. Night fell. Now cry in the dark. Mm. Yes. Precisely. So when they practice this uh, discharging um, past traumas, patterns, people who are practicing this particular therapy, they would sit, a pair of them, 
facing each other, holding hands, looking at each other's eyes. And one of them would talk about their week for a half an hour. And then when the half oh, hour was sorry. up, when the half hour was up, the other one would talk about their week. It's a long time to talk about your week, Hugh. I'm sure you could do it, but not many people could. No, Half an hour. So how was your... You don't want that, do you? You don't want your friend coming over and then you say to them, how's your week? And then they talk to you for half an hour about it. You just want them to say, oh, it's all right. What's, what's really lovely about what you're saying is um, that you would be amazed what happens in that situation when you do that. Talk about your week. You have 30 Sitting, minutes. Starting, having 30 minutes, now. yes. And the person is going to listen what to you, you and encourage you. With their face and nodding. I think it would be good if we did live our lives as though we could talk for 30 minutes about our week. We'd be much more conscious of the world around us. Usually people talk about one incident. Right. That happened in the week. Yeah. And they would like to have done so You'd have to really drag that out for 30 minutes, wouldn't you? No. No, no, you'd be amazed. Under the conditions, when they know they're not going to be interrupted, Mm. they go deeper Mm. and deeper Mm. and deeper Mm. until they burst into tears. Oh, gosh. Has that happened to you a lot on the streets? Have you seen people doing that? When you... In public? I, I think I said... I, th- I don't I know. I said I should cover myself. I think I said that these two people sit opposite one another. I see. Where? Holding hands. Where? Alone. Where? I need detail here. Alone. Where? In a pub? Uh, in their living room, probably. In their living room? Yeah. And they're sitting opposite each other in their living room? Yeah, holding so is hands. There a, is there a chair very close to the couch or is there, no, are there two chairs? No, they're sat on the ground. They sat on the ground mm. and they're facing each other. Mm-hmm. Why are they sat on the ground if there's chairs and a settee? What does that I mean? think it makes it easier for them to uh, sit opposite each other and hold hands. Okay, I just get a bad back. Exactly, exactly. You wouldn't want to do that. You want to be, if you're going to sit and have a big moment with someone and you, you reach out your hands to them, you take them by the hand, you look them in the eye. You don't want to be worried about your back, do you? No, I think you're right. Or I think that, I think, I think that those two chairs, know. you always get two armchairs on either side of a sofa. Yeah. So if you push those close together, so both of you can rest your backs against those armchairs. Right. Um, and you've got a cushion to sit on. And you know you're not going to be disturbed for an hour. And you can just say, you can describe something that happened to you last week. And you can say what you felt about it. Something that... Um, you wanted to tell somebody about... Some, Another version of psychogeography, isn't it, Hugh? Something that uh, distressed you. Right. Embarrassment. Mm. You got it to the shop, you thought you had your... You, short, you thought you had your money with you. Yeah. Or your phone with you or yeah. something. You reach, you bought all these goods. There was lots of people waiting. Mm. You reach into your pocket and find you had come out without your card. Mm. Yeah? Embarrassment. And what you felt. And... When you start talking about it to somebody who's listening, holding your hand, mm-hmm. yeah, under, under those circumstances, all the other situations where you have been embarrassed begin to rise in your mind. You know, it's... My neuro- can I tell you my neurosis? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So I'm going to bat it. Back to you now, Hugh. It's not that I don't have things to say, and it's not that I don't want to say them, but I think you're on a bit of a roll at the moment. And and much as you're, I love your perambulations and kind of bringing you back. You're impossible to keep down there because you just wander off again. <laughs> you're like liquid soap through the fingers. I can't get a hold of you. So anyway, it's what, where are we now? Let me give you a year. Let's say then 76 1976, that, that, the hottest summer, I think. Is that right? The drought summer. 
Is that right? 76, do you remember? Try and hold that in my mind. The 19, you hold the 1976 question in your mind. I got, yeah? ch- I got chicken pox on the first day of the summer school holidays in, in 1976, 1976 and they cleared up on the last day of the school holidays. So, so you had chicken pox all the way through all the, I was the in bed summer the holidays? whole fucking summer. Summer holidays with chicken pox? All the way through, absolutely. Absolutely. It was brutal and hot. It's very long to have chicken pox for... Maybe my mum just locked me up. Maybe yeah, she just yeah. She just she out. just crept in at she night with her lipstick and put a few more I spots. What the shackles were at the bottom yeah, of the bed. Yeah, there's a few more spots on your forehead and went. Came in in the morning and went. Oh, look, you're even what you know. And gave. Oh, you what a fantastic impersonation of my mother. How yeah. do you know? Well, yeah. It comes across, doesn't it? All this, all this sort of subliminal information right. that we don't know we're putting across. By we, the way, we're sitting. By the intonation, yeah. by the vocabulary we're choosing. It's a bit weird for know. us, because we've actually got a whole sound set up here, thanks very much to our sound engineer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's high time. We, we have this fantastic, pay so we've got very important looking beautiful cake that we've got, on this the birthday table. cake of electricity. Is, cake? is there a cake in the house? It's a birthday cake of oh, electricity. This, this, this. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like two Which is exactly what I, just be quiet for a moment, because that's exactly what I wanted to say about Daniel. on, yes, go on. Now we've got to the birthday cake of electricity. Yes, we do. Because was that was on the agenda all the way through. Yeah, Glad because we're there. he had actually written a book, right? Of poems, Ian. No, not Ian. No, who are we talking Daniel. about? Now? I, me, da- Daniel. You, <laughs> okay, you can you can say you. You don't have to say me when you talk. It's all right. I know. No, I didn't say. I thought right. you'd already got. That was one of the reasons. When, re- they say you shouldn't talk about yourself in the third person. But what's even weirder is with you when some with, with someone you talk else. About they, they're they're the, talking the, about you in the, in third, the third person. person. That's yes, really yeah. strange. Yeah. This is right. what Daniel really likes. Okay. Is, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But you could do that. You know, it's, it's another dimension because everybody's multi personality. But just what I wanted to say was, while Daniel was talking about his, uh, his settling into York yes. and he's actually meeting us. Yes. One of the things, and we talked on the phone before he ever came here. I think he was in Rome. Yeah, I was in Rome. When yeah, and when he's here, now he talks to Rome. You yeah, know? I mean, exactly. it's, it's, so that's fair. Exactly. Yeah. So that is fair. That's fair. Thank you. Yeah, I think like, it's fair yeah, as well. Yeah, fair yeah, is the word that comes to mind <laughs> when I think of people talking One to people One of the things I really wanted to talk to Daniel about right. was his here, book of poems. Right, right. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get. I mean that. So we'll get to get there. It, because I had managed to go on um, uh, AB Books or, or Amazon or whatever, yes, you did. and got a copy of the Extravagant Stranger. The Extravagant Stranger. That's a, that's a book that was published uh, by Daniel by, Roy by Press in 2017. Currently yeah. been published by Carcanet, which is. Uh, it was such fun to know that we were getting stranger. a lodger. Yeah. Come and live in I'm, the house. I'm the lodger. Yes, he's the lodger. Yeah. Um, who uh, and and we were the people, yeah. Who uh, who picked up on his two-year-old advert? Yes, hopeless advert. Yes. He definitely Awful. wasn't expecting to hear from anything. nothing like that. But the minute we heard about him, he's just he's, basically me he's holding, holding a turn no, up to the camera, him. saying, we're having "Welcome him. me into your I'll home." I'll get his poetry. I'll read all his poetry, and yes. I'll talk to him about it on the fo- on the phone. Yeah, and tell him how much I love it. Well, there we it are. It turned out that that plan really worked well because the poetry was really good. Oh, thank you. I mean, it yeah. took me some time to get into it yeah, and to me, understand me him. Me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but um, about uh, a third of the way through, yeah. with a walk in the park. Yeah. Oh, that one. Oh, I know. Yeah. On. And it gets, uh, it's, some poems are really good at the beginning, you yeah. know, and, and then the poet can't keep it going, you that, know, and it tails most, off and loses of a lot of its, yeah. yeah. And as Auden said, you know, no poem is ever completed there. It's, it's, ab- it's abandoned. Only ever abandoned. Was that Auden that said that? Well, Auden sure was quoting that? Valerie, actually. Right. The French Valerie, poet. like, oh, Eamon yeah. de Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. 
As far as I'm aware. Valerie Singleton. But it's, it yeah. doesn't matter who said it. It was a damn good thing to say, and it's yeah. right about poetry, but not the walk in the park, which starts out, you know, okay, but then gets better and better and stronger and stronger as it gets hold of its subject. There we are. And it's uh, and I realised I was in the hands of uh, a master writer. Oh, good heavens! It was great. I it was so wonderful. Far. Right? No, of course he wouldn't. Not writing a thing at the moment. I mean, I'm talking. Written <laughs> <laughs> for ages. He care. will do every now and again. Yeah, It'll yeah. happen to him. It'll pop in. Poetry is not something you can actually commission from yourself. Hugh does this amazing thing where he's got the he produces these fantastic titles for poems and novels and TV shows and all sorts. They're very pithy, perfect little um, little brands, mo- little brands, brands. right? Yeah, yeah. But what he never gets down to doing is actually bothering to write the TV show or the book or the poem. He's just got a million titles. He's got a museum of titles. We were discussing this yesterday, weren't we, Hubert? You've got a museum of titles. Best titles. Best titles ever. Give us a couple of uh, couple of examples of the kind of... Uh, well, I was going to follow up with Helen kind of Highwater, also with, with, uh, who about, is yeah. a punk singer, and that should be... Bet Noir. Bet Noir, that would be fantastic. Yeah, perfectly obvious one. There. Why there isn't a Bet Noir, I have yeah. no idea. No. Maybe no. there is. Maybe. There should be. I'm going there to look it be. up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, see if there's no, a Bet I mean, Noir. it's out there, isn't it? What the, else have you got? Book these, titles, book titles. Book titles. I like, I like my, um, my, I think my most favourite book title really book is... attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the one about the history of um, nursery rhymes and folk tales. Oh, who's that by here? Oh, by? I don't know. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. a history it of... It can nurse- be written by anybody. Okay. So yeah, just a yeah, standard... The, the author is not important. Okay. It's the title. What's the title? Goldilocks and Her Forebears. Goldilocks and Her Forebears. That's very good, Hubert. Again, but, but we should also... I should just, uh, once again, though, you know, re, re, um, reiterate that neither Goldilocks nor the Forebears will be appearing beyond the title. Because that's not what the in ti- an ideal world the you don't. Is about. Once you've got the title, you don't really need to read the book. Yeah, the the title, the whole just as well, message of the, yeah, the, go on. it means that you can move on to something else. You can move fast the as an author. Title. So I can. All I have to do is to think up the title. That's that it. says it all. Don't be boring and go and write the book. Yeah. That would be silly. Yeah, it's obviously Goldilocks and her forebears. Is, yeah, you know. Yeah, is where you is. All you need to know. Oh, it's a cracker. But I bet it lets you know that there are precedents to all these stories. They come from very, very deep and yes. far away. Yeah. And it also lets you know that the author, of the, the, the creator of that title is also a bit of a piss taker, right? I think that's important. Well, he's got, yeah, he's definitely got that humour to notice that you could go a, get, write a book about the history of folktales and get, nursery rhymes call called that. Goldilocks call and that. her forebears. Call it that. Yeah. Just to repeat that mm. once again, because it is a cracker, everybody. I think, I think, uh, I mean, I did think of one which was a history, it was a, a short history of religion. Right. Showing the evolution of the gods. I see. It's a short history of religion with uh, an appreciation of the evolution. So it began of pantheistically, of course, then. And that's called The Origins of the Specious. Uh, you see, he's on fire. The Origins of the, the Specious. Yeah. A short yeah. history of religion That's showing which, which the evolution will, of the gods. Again, never be written. You um, don't need to. No. You don't it's need all, to write because it. There's no it's all space. in the title. There's in the museum of titles, mate, there's no space on the walls. Okay, it's just title after title after title. It says, it, it says what, all you need to know yeah. is in that. Yeah. Yeah. You've got any more you can think of? Or, well, I've got a novel. 
Have you now? Yeah, well, these, you these, are, yeah these were uh, sort of um, you don't. historical or um, anthropological works. Right. You know, philological. Philological, but, yes, yeah, okay. Um, but no, I've, I've got a, a novel. He could, really, a, he could be a guy in a punk this bag, novel, couldn't he? This, this, novel, this novel actually has got a title, but it's also got the blurb on the back. You've gone that far? Uh, yes, I've gone that far. The blurb on, on the, the back, back of a coverless book that doesn't exist. Yeah, with a great title. Okay. So, speak, Master. You really want to hear this? I think we... I won't sleep tonight until I do. Well, begging your forgiveness. Okay. Um, yeah, the book's called Sundown at Fort Onan. Right. That's just wanking, isn't it? Then you turn the book over to see what it's about. Isn't right? that just wanking, Sundown at Fort Onan? Sundown at Fort Onan. I mean, that's just it's a, about, euf- it's a reference to that's that. It's just a euphemism for tossing one off, isn't it? It's a reference. Well, I, I just a euphemism. It's a sort of um, a very sort of uh, scholarly, right. academic reference. Right. You know. To wanking. This is uh, cultural capital. Right. Yeah, Onan, of course. You know, Onan is, um, you know, a famous wanker. Yeah, really. There's lots yeah. of them out there, right? But Onan, top five, what would you say? Well, you know, in some... The first. Like Bradley Pierce, don't know. Whatever. Onan. But anyway, it shows where you're coming. So yeah. sundown at Fort Onan is yeah. obviously, uh, it's a fortress. Yeah. And you turn over, so you can see that from the cover and all that. Yeah. Um, you turn it over and you find out what it's about is a time when, for a start, the Americans told their medics that the Russians had a disease that would make all um, the people who uh, drank their water supply with this particular disease um infertile oh wow and it was they developed it from mumps which brings about infertility in some cases yes yeah, so you're cupping your hands as if you're cradling a the cojones yes yeah oh okay you yeah, got not the... cradling the mump that's a wonderful wonderful phrase title of my autobiography. cradling the cradling the mump <laughs> Yeah, it's good on it, right? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's just as well we've got it's it on, on record. Wall, I was going, I was going to write it down. I was going to write it's it down. Cradling the mum. It's on the wall already. Yeah, but it's, it's already being recorded. I forgot that it was being recorded. Was yeah. going, you know, I'm just writing this down so yeah, I don't I forget it. Although I may never hear it again. Cradling the mum. Yeah. So it. they told them this. So um, this guy who who you know was one of the medics teams. He uh, he works to create the. First of all, the disease that they've created so that he can create the antidote for it. Yeah. But he's mugged on the way home. Yeah. On the, uh, uh, he's mugged on the way, <laughs> on the, uh, on the underground. wrong with his hand and Ian, yeah. Ian, our very sound engineer, has just gestured yeah. to you to stop doing yeah, something. Yes, to stop leaning over stop, there. Stop leaning over. Looking around the thing in order to catch your eye because you're practically looking away from me. From As I tell you this terrible story yeah. about the guy was mugged on the underground. So nobody knew that his cultures that he was working on had actually succeeded and he had created this disease. It got thrown in a skip when they cleared the place up. A lot up of stuff gets thrown in dead. skips, don't they, Randy? Thrown in the a lot skip. Of yeah. Well, Roman you stones. find a lot of things in the skip, and I'll get back to that sometime, maybe sometimes right. later. Things found in skips. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. title for another episode. So this disease gets out. We talked about York today. This disease didn't we? gets out. There's absolute mayhem. Everybody thinks everybody else did it. Of course, the Russians weren't developing this thing. They just right. that's just what they told them in America to get them to create the right. thing. They thought, you know, it was, a, it was a scenario that they thought they should be prepared for. Okay, you know, some terrible excuse. So prepared. So again. there's so nuclear pre- so war. Prepared, so prepared so for again. Because prepared your eyes, your eyes for. Prepared for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then that's followed by nuclear winter, and so the whole world is frozen over. Right, right. And 
um, all the males are infertile. Right. They're not impotent. Right. But they are infertile. Right. So at this point, humanity is on the brink. They go to the furthest reaches of the planet. Which is They where? dig out the tiny Western little corners. Superman. Western Superman yeah, has been looked at. Right. They're going up the Orinoco. Okay. Places like that. They're going to, they're going to the tundra to yeah. find people who've been absolutely out of the theatre yeah. of war. Yeah. One few men who still are fertile. Yeah. They gather a small group of them. Yeah. Right? 365 yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, then they put them in this institution far away from everything. It's yeah. completely sealed. It's in the mountains. Yeah. And um, they are used as the seed bank. Because there's loads of women. There's loads of women out there in the world. Right. But the men, you know, have to, be, have to be actually protected from yeah. the environment. Right. They can't meet women. We, we just have to be protected from ourselves, really, men in general. And all frankly. they do, and, and the, the first thing they did, all they had to do was to rubbish. produce semen, right? Yeah. That was their only well, job. Well, thank God for that, because a man is just, if one, there's one thing man's good at. All right, now I've told you all that. Mm. Now suddenly you are the novelist. Right. You wanted this project, didn't right. you, for the, li- the, the, readers- the listenership of the oh, pod? Oh, we wanted the, the, the first sentence of the novel. Well, we, do you think we should provide the opening sentence? I, I'm saying we- that you've gi- I've given you that situation. Okay, you've yeah. got this institution up in the mountains, yeah. which has got men in it who are, have yeah. been gathered from all of the far, furthest corners of the world. I've got the title. I've got the opening line. The title is I've got Sundown at Fort yeah, Onan. And the opening. I was cradling my mumps as I did every Monday morning. Yes, because they get to call them mumps. Yes, because that's of it. that's where it came from. That's it. I was cradling my mumps. As I did every Monday morning. I think that's... So you are one of the people... I'm in, in there. I'm, I'm first person in there. I. Well, and me, you're writing me, it. You're writing it from a, that. It's a character. Yeah. Well, I just want the listenership to know that mm. they can swap points of view. Okay. You can also Good. be somebody. You can also write second chapter. I love the idea uh, of our listeners uh, swapping points of. I love the idea yeah, of having yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got listeners. If we're talking about this shit, yeah. we've got listeners, okay. man. People are glued. You, you seem know. very sure. Glued. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everybody wants to go at this. Because outside. Outside, there's an expedition, obviously, doing some work on is biological life that is actually surviving out there um, um, uncontaminated enough. Long title for an expedition, that one. Long title. You might want to bring that. But that's what that was their purpose. They were out. They were out on one of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, get it down to an acronym. But the point is, is they were doing research on how the radiation had contaminated life forms. Uh huh. Still. Still. You know, was it safe to go out right. because everybody was in this living this protected it's life? It's like threads, you know, the yeah, movie after threads, this war, like threads. this terrible war. So they get lost in the mountains. Uh-huh. The leader of Definitely the not Sheffield, yeah, then. the leader of the expedition, who obviously is a woman, mm. um, she gets separated from everybody. They all fall down a crevice. She's going to die too. Oh. but she finds this place that she, nobody's ever heard you just of. Just swung in there with that tragic element again, Hugh. And now women are just falling down crevices and dying or surviving. It's traumatic. And leaving just one behind. This one can behind. happen. Disasters have happened yeah. on expeditions. And this is one of those terrible snow scenarios where there's glaciers and, you know, caverns and, you know, rest the Antarctic, otherwise known as very, a very snow dangerous. scenario. It's very dangerous. And she should be dead too, but she's not. And she comes across this fortress, which of course hasn't been talked about. At the bottom of the glacier? No, at the top. There's a fortress on the top of the glacier. Yes, it was hidden away from everything, but so that people didn't actually 
come across it, it's got all the, it's got all the men in it. All of them? Yeah, the only ones. Left. There's, all those, still there's all those men in a fortress and one woman left. No, there's loads of women in oh, the world. Okay, I just they thought, live in the world. They I put these men in the fortress because... The women put the men in the fortress. Everybody did. Men and the, women yeah, put men in yeah, the fortress. That's right. Okay, why? Who are the men who put the men in the fortress who aren't actually in the fortress? Or did all the men put themselves in the fortress? No, they were put in the fortress in order to save humanity because they were the only fertile ones left. But, but men put them in and women yeah. put the men in the fortress. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened to the men who were doing the putting in too? Oh, well, they just, in the end, they grew old and died. They okay, go, well, that's a sudden ending. I, again, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting Yeah, they're not relevant. What's really relevant okay. is yeah. the fertile men are in a fortress. Right. And she's breaking into this fortress. Well, they do. They're sort of wanking but each other I, off and stuff. I don't well, they have to save everything. They, you know, if they don't produce the stuff and oh, send God. it on a train, yeah. you know, out, then they don't get fed. Every sperm you know? is sacred. Well, it's, it's, it's money. Yeah. It's money. Sperm is money. To them. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. They buy stuff with it. That's it. What do they, they buy? What do they, they buy? They buy their livelihoods, you know. Their suits and boots you know, and like... Yeah, their know. food and yeah. everything else that they need in this space. But I'm just going to tell you now that when... Typical thing happened when they first put these men in there. They formed an escape committee when they found they couldn't get out. Well, that, yeah. Well, you wouldn't form, put it this way. You wouldn't form an escape committee if you found that you could get out. Saves on escape committee formation. And it's all that, a very good thing. All that paperwork. Lock, uh, locked doors someone's can stand chairman, up and say, at least we've done something right. secretary. Someone yeah, takes all the right. notes. Okay. Cut through so all that. In order, to, in order to stop them from escaping, yeah. um, they removed their retinas. I wasn't expecting that either, Hugh. That's out of nowhere. That made okay. it much more difficult. Okay. You are the master of the side swipe. They removed their retinas. Mm. Who are they? The people who are responsible for keeping humanity on were the they, planet. Were still. they eye surgeons? Stopping, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just stopped the species dying out. They who's, removed these men's retinas. Who's doing the removal? Uh, Other men and women. It doesn't matter. People. No, but I'm trying to... They are not fertile. Okay. You're not if fertile. They're, if you're men, they're not fertile. You're not fertile. You have so, to be an eye yeah, surgeon. Yeah. I see. And they've, they've got all their specialisms. I mean, she was out there doing biological research on plant life that's actually surviving after the... After the Is um, that right? Yeah, after the nuclear war. So, you know, not an eye surgeon. She. And she, but she didn't know this place was there. She fell down a crevice, though, didn't she, and survived? No, they fell down they, a crevice. I thought you said she fell down and survived, though. The others fell down and died. It doesn't matter. It's, I'm just, uh, it's okay. So she's, she's okay. She's doing is, well. She's alive. This fortress. And it's got loads of men in it. She's just raised his eyes to the ceiling. Are here. fertile. Yeah. They're being held there yeah. against their will. Yeah. And they yeah. formed an escape committee. But they've had their retinas removed and they now can't get out. Right. So they formed an escape committee. They just got out. Discovered, they got out. Or they yeah. got out. Yeah. They, the few and that the, got out were recaptured. Recaptured and to, immediately. And to, yeah. To save humanity, they removed the retinas. Everyone's of the retina. Everyone. So no one can see a thing. No. Is that the end of the novel? No. That's the beginning. Okay. Because she breaks in in order to get away from the storm. Oh, we're moving on here. Okay. There's a storm. Yeah, and she's she, going to die. She, okay. So she breaks into this place that she's never come across before. If she can break in so easily, why can't they break out? 
Because they, uh, they can't see. Actually, they can't see, but actually she breaks in through an air system that is actually in the middle of a dome. In an air system in the middle of a dome. Yeah, the air system the that fortress. comes to the outside is outside the fortress. In the fortress. Yeah, blowing air out of the fortress, as it were. Right. It's uh, That's the exhaust, I mean. She climbs into the exhaust, but when she looks down from the exhaust when she gets to the end of this, yeah. this huge tube, yeah. she's actually at the... At the um, topmost part of a huge great dome and they are way, way beneath. Like the Pantheon in Rome, the big dome. That sort of thing. She's looking down. Yeah, yeah, so she's up there. Right. And she's got to get down there. Right. How will, she, how will that happen? Well, she's been up in the mountain, so she's got a certain amount of rope. Okay. But not enough. Oh, so that's, that's the little, that's the, uh, right. Well, this is the way That's I would the write the story. That's how you set, yeah, set the problem. I've set the scenario. So at the top of the dome, she's only got this much length any of rope. Listener, However, the gap, any listener the can take it from far. any point. How does she get down to the ground without breaking her arms and legs? And the sad thing is, in the way I'm telling the story, she gets to the end of the, her rope and has to let go. We've all been there. Yeah? God knows. And she's fine. She doesn't hurt because she falls on somebody. A blind man. Yeah. Who didn't see her and coming, obviously. And kills him. Right. Oh, God. It just, yeah, right. Well, so she makes herself scarce. But he saves her life. He, 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 he yeah, allows yeah, yeah, her yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead. She makes herself scarce. Right. She, 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 she's these creatures and she realises they can't see her, so she moves away, you yeah, know, yeah. to observe them. Yeah. They find somebody dead yeah. and they start accusing each other of having killed him. And the whole place breaks into uproar and they start killing each other. How do they know where they are? Well, they were. How in can there. they start killing each other if they can't see each other? They exactly, they can't be sure. Yeah, but, but, but they found around. they found a dead one. Did they give them weapons? How were they doing the killing? They, they're in prison. They don't have yeah, weapons. Yeah, they were they're using martial their bare arts. Hand, martial yeah, 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 arts. Yeah. Can you imagine how refined these guys are? I just saw Bruce just Lee been, in the Colosseum. Yeah, they, or something. Do, like, they haven't got anything to do apart from produce semen. And, and exercise and, and, and bath. There's hot baths. Exercise, bath, and and then practice martial arts. Practice martial arts. Yeah. Yeah, they're very dangerous people. They, well, they are very dangerous people. Yeah. In my writing of it, yeah. and it's her getting into the place, breaking the sky's neck. Do they have a name, neck. a subset? Do they have a name, these men? Is there a name for them? Is there like, is there, they, do they have a group title? I mean, is there a... Yeah. What is it? Anarchist monks. Ian, our very sound manager. Yeah. He's making that little it's movement a good place. with his hand, it's, that little windy thing, a, finger thing. Enough, right. enough, enough. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Well, all right then. I think uh, I'm delighted to have got all that in, and thank you very much for your intriguing questions. Well, we've done we've done a good job there. That's uh, that's Hubenes and Daniel Roy Connolly uh, trying to get a word in edgeways. Trying to get a word. Maybe we should call it that. Right? <laughs> a coming, word in edgeways. Can he do it this time? Coming from have York, people betting on it. Coming from York. <laughs> will, he get, will he get a word in edgeways? No, he fucking won't. It's a nightmare. Yeah, dude. not again. And I thought, yes, you're going to answer all the questions next time. And right. get, you mean ask all You're going to say I apologise. You see, that's how, <laughs> that's how bamboozled I've been you by the try. whole process. You try. I try. Try. Right? Try. You can ask the questions yeah. next time. Oh, I'd love to. Love it. Okay. See you, folks. Take care.